following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Nearly summer, and it is fucking hot right now. It's 40 degrees where I am, and um, welcome back to the Zero Fucks podcast. This time last year, Australia was burning, and particularly up and down the eastern seaboard was burnt from October through to February. It's a fucking disaster. Well, we've just had back-to-back two days of 40 degrees in Sydney and related areas, as I say, it's hot. So anyway, welcome back, Zero Fucks Podcast. Thank you for coming back. Um, I firstly want to apologise. Firstly, I want to say thank you very much for everyone who supports the show. Everyone that listens, um, I, I really appreciate it. I'm overwhelmed by how far this travels. It's across the States, across Europe, throughout Australia, New Zealand, uh, Japan. I pick up spots in India. Um, there's different places in Africa as well. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely blown away. So I thank you and I apologise for my tardiness. I apologise for breathing into the, in the microphone. Um, yes, but I do appreciate your support because it um, spurs me on to make better and better content. And often I hold back because I think that the content that I've got is not at the level it should be delivered. So anyway... We're going to get to, this is going to be line in the sand stuff. I've got the next five podcasts past, uh, written out and what we're going to cover off on. So content, we're not going to be shy of. We're going to keep adding to it as we go. And um, I think we should get started. I think it's pretty much we're ready to go. It's been a, 2020 has been a shit year and it's been a good year for some and bad for others and I often like pointing out that you might think you're having a bad time, but there's someone else worse off. Um, I mention it on Instagram a fair bit, but it's sort of like just check in and, and take take pleasure in the small things because you never know. You might be that other person that doesn't have a bad trot. Everyone goes through things at different stages in their lives. Sounds like I'm rambling. Might be time to get the show started. 
never get sick of listening to that track. I love it. I love it. Okay. So this is, I'm going to call it, the state of play. Where we're at. Let's draw a line in the sand and let's go where we are and what's going on in the world. I've got a new um, um, segment. What do we call it? A segment? I guess you can. It's a podcast. I can call it whatever I want. A uh, new segment coming up a bit later about Christmas songs because everyone knows one and everyone – well, there you go. Who doesn't get driven mad by this? Okay, she can fuck off for now, but everyone knows that. Everyone's going to hear it. By the time this comes out, it's going to be 1st of December. I guarantee you've heard it at least 25 times before Christmas Day. No matter where you be, you're walking through shops, you'll hear it. It'll be on the radio. It, it's getting, Actually, Mariah Carey's even got a Christmas special coming out, I think, on Apple TV on Friday. You're going to hear it. I think she does it, does it with Michael Bublé as well. Fuck, why would you do that? But anyway. Bublé's got better things to do. Okay. So later on I'm going to talk about Christmas songs and my spin on them, I guess. Why I like them, why I dislike them, why they're out of control. So that's a bit later. Um, so state of play, where are we? Okay. I got cancelled from Twitter um, when they talk about the cancel culture, which is always interesting. Now my headphones decide to fuck up right at this time. Is that better? Yeah, okay. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so I got cancelled from Twitter because I called uh, Donald Trump a cunt, basically. It was prior to the election, like within days. I might have been counting and I just hashtag cunt. I say it about him all the time. It's not new. Um, and that was deemed to be... Hate-mongering, I think, was the term that they used, something like that. Anyway, I wrote to him pretty much straight away. I just fired back and said, I'm appealing this. You're calling me out on opinion. Twitter doesn't have the opportunity to tell me what my opinions are. It's, it's, this is what it's based on. And they said, yeah, no, okay, that's fine. We'll put you back in. They, they actually apologised, which was good. It was all done within, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half, something like that. Which is ironic that Twitter would buy in. But what I can tell you is the word cunt itself, it, it, um, it's flagged. So if you put it in, it's going to appear somewhere. Somewhere it gets flagged. If you put a few different – use the C and use the T and throw a couple of numbers or other things in there, reverse the letters, it seems to be okay. But anyway, it was doing that. So I was re-added. Um, I mean, if they can prove that he's not, I'm happy. I'm happy to listen to their argument. And, of course, they didn't want to go down that path. So I've been a bit quiet on social media, not because of that, just just because other things have been going on, I guess, is what it was. So that was a couple of weeks ago. This week I was in Twitter jail for 12 hours because I referred to – I'm just listening – I basically referred to the Melbourne Storm, the NRL team, as, as cheating cunts. And how that came about was it was an answer to a tweet saying, who is the one NRL, t- NRL team you hate? Now, the answer was easy. 
and I actually backed it up. It's Melbourne Storm. And I backed it up with reasons as to why they have cheated. It's clear they have cheated in the past and that's why I don't like them. But I did use the word Melbourne Storm equals cunt. That was the term. Of course it pops up. Twitter universe. They consider this hate, hatred. I forget the term they use but it was, it was like I was personally attacking them. And I, and I did actually mention Melbourne Storm blocked me previously because I've on Twitter because I've said this is who they are. No big deal, right? If you don't like the content that someone writes about you, you can block them. That's, I, I fully appreciate it. It doesn't mean I, doesn't, I don't have an opinion. It just means that they don't get to see what my opinion is. That's all. So it's no big deal. Anyway, that was deemed to be hateful and the whole rule talks about racism. It talks about um, gender stereotypes. It talks about um, not, I forget what the other one. It's not homosexuality, but it's but basically it's all about some form of hatred towards other people. This wasn't hatred. This is my opinion. I don't have to like him, and if I've got the right to to put that on, I can. Anyway, I got twelve hours. I appealed. They shot it back to me and said, no, you can't. Now, this pops up in the Twitter universe and they consider that as being hatred. Now, considering the state of the world and what's been happening in politics and power of a crazy man at the helm of the most powerful country, yet vulnerable countries in the world, why in the fuck are they worried about me having a strong opinion about a cheating National Rugby League team? Like, it's clear that they did cheat. There's no... It's been proven. And it's being dealt with and that's the way the world operates. I don't have a problem with that. But why would that... You know, my point is about... Is a selective social media guard or boundaries that have certain words that really are nothing more than adjectives seem to trigger the the Twitter police. Are we calling them the twit force? Fuck them, we're calling them the twit force. That's a come out of flex and muscle. And in reality, it's... But fucking computer nerds that something's jumped and they've gone, oh, fuck, we better act on this. Did it really change my opinion? No. Is it going to change the perspective of the world? No. It's just my one opinion. Like ourselves, we've all got them. You know, it's not a big deal. just seems that Twitter's got an army of them. So, anyway. LMAO, as they say in the Twitterverse. I mean, what do I care? I don't I give zero fucks. <laughs> And I've never been scared to express my opinion. So it's not going to change the status quo of anything. But somehow they felt we better act on this because we can't have people hating the Melbourne Storm. It's Yeah, well, guess what? Two-thirds of Sydney and possibly Queensland supporters that support their local teams don't like the Melbourne Storm. They had a mate that played for them. Unlike him, don't like them. That's no big deal. So... This is all welcome back to Zero Fucks Podcast because you know what? I guess we just don't give zero fucks about stuff. Anyway, that's how the world operates, I guess. So we're going to get back to state of play. Uh, what's happening in the world? Well, it's been pretty tumultuous really, hasn't it? You know, who would have expected a little country like Australia perched in the middle of the Pacific Next door neighbours are a tiny little country called New Zealand that 
seem to get their political views right and have great political leadership and how do they wipe out a, a horrible virus and stop it from spreading. It's fucking amazing what a smaller country than your own can do. And yet, while the American election was on, we were perched on the edge of our seats thinking, how the fuck is this going to affect us? But we're going to watch it every day. Everyone knows Trump was a crazy man. I'm not telling you anything you didn't know. He's narcissistic. He's got, he's got um, sociopath traits. It's very possible that he believes his lies. He creates things. He's, he's not a particularly nice man. I don't think he cares about the American people as a whole. He cares about voters. And that's what's important to him. He doesn't give a fuck about what they do. You think when he goes away he's going to be worrying... Oh, geez, I hope those people that didn't vote for me are really looked after and I hope he doesn't give a fuck. I don't care. He's just going to disappear into the ether for a while and then he'll pop up on some television show. And Anyway, he's a fucking nuffy. means nothing to me. And if unfortunately for Australia, we're following so many American trends. As soon as July came and we sort of got into August our retail outlets started to heat up for Halloween. Now, any year where you really, depending on what state you lived in in Australia, and obviously it varies around the world, you really couldn't go out and visit other people's places and ask them for candy or sweets. It's probably not the smartest thing to do, really, when you think about it. Yep, they were all gearing up for it. The sugar infestation was coming. Now, I can see it works in the States and I do like the thought of a slutty nurse or a slutty monster or a slutty vampire. I like how that works. That's, that works for me. Um, I'm not sure what women actually crave. I'd be interested to hear what they want men to look like when they dress up. But is it, is it our thing? No, maybe not. But anyway, people geared up for it and did fuck all. Now we're sort of moving into... And, and, and people carving pumpkins. Okay, we'll get onto, onto pumpkins in a minute. And then we're hearing more and more about Thanksgiving. Now in America, it's a holiday, it's a ritual. Fits in between Halloween and Christmas. Cool. Pumpkin pie, that's a Halloween thing, big deal. For us in Australia, it's not really a big thing because in particular pumpkin is a year-round vegetable. We eat it year-round. You have a baked dinner, you have roast pumpkin. That's normal. Take it or leave it, yeah, I don't care for it. Butternut pumpkin, yeah, it's nicer than the normal pumpkin, but yeah, you know, it's on your plate, you eat it. That's how it sort of works in Australia. That's how I grew up. Whatever you get served up on your roast, smothering gravy and uh, then special gravy, which is generally the best. And then uh, you eat what's on your plate. Nothing to do with how much your parents give you. Nothing to do with the obesity crisis. They say it's a vegetable, you fucking eat it. That's how it works. So pumpkin in a pie is a horrible fucking thought for me. And there's going to be Americans that hear it and go, really? Oh, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not criticising that you guys eat pumpkin in a pie. But for me, meat, chicken and sometimes fruit. That's what you have in pies separately. Meat pie. Chicken and veggie pie, um, maybe cherry pie, cherry pie. 
<laughs> an apple pie, of course, is synonymous with the world. Everyone loves an apple pie. Why you would want to put pumpkin in a fucking pie is beyond me. Seriously, come on. Really? No one wants to eat pumpkin in a pie. It's not – it doesn't even sound nice. Oh, fuck. And I know there's expat Americans in Australia and they love it. And that's cool. They make it from scratch, whatever it takes. And that's your thing. That's why I say I'm not criticising your beliefs or your system. And the reason for Thanksgiving, I think, is is a really nice concept. I think any time you're giving thanks for something, it's nice. So I'm not criticising that. What I'm criticising is why the fuck would you put pumpkin inside a pie? Stick to apples. There was apples at the time. There would have been all sorts of fruits. But no one who said, oh, fuck you're not going to believe this, we're all out of apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just use pumpkin. No one will know. Yes. Yes, we'll fucking know because it's shit. Can't disguise pumpkin. Cut it up into segments, roast it in an oven, get it till it's burned on the outside and it looks like it's got a coating on it and you think, oh, fuck, maybe now it's edible. That's how you should be having it. Okay. Um, but I do like the concept of... Um, Thanksgiving, I think it's good. And I think it's actually more realistic than, than Christmas. And as I say, Christmas is coming around. Um, you, we're going to get bombarded. I know people have already got their trees up. Since when did you put trees up in November? Is that a thing now? I thought, like, it was only a thing that you left your tree up in January because you're too lazy to fucking take it down or you're too drunk because you're on holidays. Like I never thought, oh, you put it, yeah, put it, put it up in November. Who cares? It's not Christmas time. When this podcast comes out, it will be the first. Go nuts. Put your trees up, whatever you want to do. But just at least to wait, you know, can't you just wait? I mean, you've got a whole month to lie to your children and bribe them with the fact that an obese old man with grey hair, and I'm not going to knock grey because I like grey. He's as white though. My grandfather's went white like that. I'm, I'm promised that one day my... My hair's going to go white like that, so there might be a side occupation for me coming around in the future. But you, know, you bribe your kids with this obese man that comes down and, and gives them presents, but only if they behave themselves. Only if they do their chores and they're nice to their siblings. We all know that this isn't possible. It's just a ploy to give parents a little peace, maybe for 30 minutes, you know, maybe just for 10. Fuck, shut those kids up. Tell them, I'll give them the Santa bribe. You know he's watching you. What the fuck? Why would you lie to your children firstly, but then say he's watching you? How do you think that bears on the teenagers? I mean, they're going to be out of their Santa phase, but, you know, they're being told, hey, he's watching you. Don't touch yourself because he's watching you. That's got to be, that's got to be a bad thing. Surely that's got to be a bad thing. So again, you know. That's where we're at. That's that time of year. Um, if you waited till, well, this is, will be out in December one, so you can put it up. And you go nuts. And again, as I said, 25 times before the 25th. Yeah. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the present. I
ist mir warm. Kids go crazy, what can I say? They love it. Who's going to get sick of that song first? The kids or you? Um, I'm tipping you. Anyway, you're going to hear it over and over and over and over again. Um, can you imagine if a man sung that song? Uh, it would almost be deemed that he's trying to groom a woman. All I want for Christmas is you. Like, yeah, have a listen to the lyrics. I don't think it travels that well. If a dude was singing it by himself in an overcoat with his hands in his pockets, yeah, not good. Anyway, so let's aim at some good stuff. We'll get into some bad stuff later and we'll take the piss, but good stuff. Um, I'm supposed to have surgery at the start of the month. This month, November, didn't happen. It's been delayed. It's pissing me off. So I sort of slipped back into the queue. Uh, my priority is to get it done before Christmas. It's not a, it's not a major medical procedure. Um, but, you know, I've just got to be patient. I've got to deal with the medical system. And even the different parties and specialists that I'm dealing with, they're all fucking liars. They're all telling different stories. I don't, I don't even know what I'm supposed to believe. Or, you know, what, I just, I'm, I'm literally uh, a passenger. I'm just going with the flow. So a month ago, and here's the reality. This is going to come out in the first. We're going to crank out another five podcasts at the end of the year. Different subjects as they come up. I'll talk about them. I'll put them out there. But you know, by the time you get to Christmas, bang, it hits. All your preparation all your stresses, have I got this, have I got that, have I got enough presents, have they got this, are oh, they going to like that, oh, I've got to, I'm going to wear that fucking horrible jumper mum bought me that it's been hidden away for 12 months, all that shit, all the stresses it gets to and then boom it happens and literally seven days later we're into the new year, that's how quick it comes around. So this is going to come out the 1st of December, you be... It won't be too long until we're into January. It's that quick. And let's start with a couple of positive things that have happened in 2020. Because everyone says it's a shit year. And I like to try and take something good away from everything. So the start of COVID lockdown, my friend JJ, who you've heard before on the podcast, she's an old school friend and we've had a um, 20-plus year friendship, became a grandmother for the first time and still sexy MILF. Of course, that's a bonus. So I guess maybe it's a good thing. Try and have you try and become a grandmother at a, at a reasonable age where you still got everything going for you. Um, I remember when her mum was the hottie of the neighbourhood, and more kids were thinking, "Wow, we want a piece of your mum." I used to joke with her all the time. How's your mum doing? Say good day to your mum for me, <laughs> uh, which is quite funny. It was a joke that had been running for years, and the neighbourhood. Was the general consensus? I mean, it was very much Stacey's mum has got it going on, like, except it was JJ's mum, and she knows it, and um, and she's proud of it too. Mum's a hottie, but now she's the grandmother, so it's quite, it's a fitting thing, and it's appropriate, um, and I'm throwing big ups to out there because it's. Um, yeah, and she's got a, a, a gorgeous daughter too, and now she's got a gorgeous grandson, so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This happened right at the fucking start. Her daughter 
uh, Ms B, I'll just call her that, I don't want to give her name away, she um, moved in a state and um, this all took place in, in Queensland, um, which made everything difficult because it was right at the start of COVID and then they brought the border thing in and you had to have a pass and it's not like just rocking up down the street and going, yeah, I'm the grandmother, I'm coming in the hospital. Like it's, it became a whole scene. So that is a really good thing for 2020. I'm really proud of her and, and everything that's gone on. I think it's awesome. Um, another great thing. Right, this, is, this is fucking, if you listen to my podcast, you'll know. This is a girl that I interviewed, a lady, a woman, who I interviewed um, earlier this year. And it had been a podcast 12 months in the making, I guess. I didn't know her. I approached her. And if you listen to the podcast, you listen to one, parts one and two about Jodie who um, was lost her baby um, several hours after she was born, little baby girl Layla. Now, it was a very, to me it was a very personal thing because she revealed what happened in her life to, you know, not just to me but to, Anyone that listens to the podcast, she revealed very personal details in a view that would help others. And I'm very grateful for the time that I got to talk to her and get to know her and I follow her on Instagram and if you'll see, you know, she's a regular thing. I, I always post parts of her thing on, on, on Instagram. And Jody, on top of having, you know, a, a very traumatic 12 months, She's an intelligent woman but put, put forward and went, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and all positive, all going great guns. Well, a little um, a small victory but she's pregnant which is fantastic and she's due to have the baby early next year. She's now a good way along. I think it's about five months. I think she's about five months. I can't remember the exact calculations and I'm sure that you will get updates and I'll, I'll post things. But she's five months long. She's going well. Now, history says in the last trimester was what happened to her and previously to her sister. And she's also a nurse so she's very conscious and she's very determined. Now, we're hoping everything's going to be fine, everything's going to go great. And we're wishing her all the best. But there's a small victory for 2020. What was shit year. And her previous 12 months was fucking horrible. And losing a baby. And the thought that she may never have a child after losing one, you know, after, you know several hours after being born. The, the trauma and, and the process that goes through someone's brain and the, and the guile that they show to get up and keep going. Is amazing, and then I take my hat off to her. So there's a little, um, a little victory. We're not over the line yet. She's not at the finish. Obviously, it's going to take place early next year. But all signs ahead. It's really good. It's really good. So if you look back for episodes forty nine, parts one and two, you'll hear her story. Um, I enjoyed it because her whole premise for doing the story was to give hope to people out there that 
you know, it's not the end if you lose a child. And she has buckled down and here we are, you know, it's a full two years later and, and she's ready, she's going again. So, yeah, kudos to her. Good, a good story out of 2020. Um, what else have I got? My dad. Now, this is a bit out of my personal thing. But my dad was probably, when I was a kid, was one of the funniest men I knew. Used to make me laugh all the time. Um, had a, a dry sense of wit. Was was a bit harsh um, as a parent. But, uh, I mean, and as a divorced parent too, you know. Like you want your dad to be fun all the time. You don't see him that long. You just want him to be fun. Um. And then after his second marriage broke down, I was an adult by that stage with my own kids, he went to a really dark place and suffered from depression and had suicidal thoughts and tendencies and really went through a rough place. In 2020, well, actually 2019, into this year, he is a different man. He's moved out of, of Sydney. He's moved coastal up the far north coast. He has refocused his life. He's got healthier. He walks every day. I can never imagine my dad walking every day. He's got a little group and they go off for their walk every morning and they have coffee at the end and then they walk back and they get the paper. My dad's the only person I know who still buys a paper. And he's met a lovely lady who is just just a gem, absolute gem. And she looks after him. She dotes on him, but she tells him to get fucked as quick as looking at you if he was do the wrong thing. And he is smitten, absolutely smitten. So out of everything that's bad and everything that's rough around the edges, 2020 didn't turn out to be a bad year for my dad. Now, there's a lot more complex issues at hand and, and, and there's a bit of a sad story that goes with it. Unfortunately, that's all wrapped up and, and it's now um, not between them but, you know, circumstantial. And they are now planning a holiday in 2022 to go and visit Canada and Alaska and it's just a, it's a really nice thought. Like my dad has lived in the doldrums for the good, I don't know, 10 years maybe and I mean dark place, like fucking arsehole of the universe. And he, he was becoming a pub drunk, which doesn't suit him because he's an intelligent man, but he he wasn't venturing outside the little bubble that he lived within and now he's just a changed man. So, you know, 2020 is, is a pretty fucking amazing time when you look at it from that point of view. I love talking to my dad and I love we, – we're cricket fans so we talk shit about cricket and it – he loves the horses. He might give me a horse tip. I'm not a big horse punter, but I have one here and there. But we talk cricket and we talk opinions about cricket. And what used to come across as us butting heads is now in unison just having a laugh. And for me, that's really special to take that out of, of, of a year that everyone's 2020 is a shit year. Look, it's fucking terrible. We have to reorganize, we have to rework how we live. But at the same time, there's always pluses. Uh, what else came out of it? Donald Trump was voted out. Quite ironically, same age as my dad. Very weird. Um, 
It is narcissistic and sexist fucking animal. Can you believe how sexist that guy is? And he was going to, he's borderline being voted in. Seriously, America, have a look. He wasn't a leader's arsehole. A leader is a man that stands, or woman, it doesn't need to be a man. A leader is a person that stands by their country. They've got a job to do and they've only got to allocate a period of time. It's not about building up their personal references for future positions. It's not about building up. You know, it's about putting into that country. You're selected to do a job and that's what you've got to do. And I'm proud to say, actually, although I'm not the Australian Prime Minister's biggest fan, he has honestly, I believe, put the country first and the people first to go, how are we going to solve this problem? I sort of think he's modelled it a bit on Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand because she's just an amazing leader. But what I can tell you is... Donald Trump didn't think the same way. Donald Trump was all about getting himself in for the next four years. That was what he was interested in. He didn't give a fuck about the people. He was all about that. So a good thing for 2020 is getting that fucking dirtbag out. The way that he spoke to women reporters, the way that he's treated women in the past, the way that he's treated past women, his partners, his fixation on his daughter is a little bit odd and a little bit sickly. But having that man out of there is is a good thing for this year, for 2020. And it's a good year for setting up America in the future. I find that America is very vulnerable. Although they're very powerful, they're very vulnerable. And they need someone to grab it by the scruff of the neck. There is a concern that their future president is 78 years of age by the time he gets sworn in. That is a concern. But it may be still a better option. Well, I believe it is a better option. So, I mean, I think Donald Trump has forgotten what democracy is and that while one man stands alone at the top, he, they are voted by the people below him and the people have the power. You cannot push back on the power of the people. Also remind you, only two-thirds of Americans voted. There's still a third of eligible voters that chose not to vote. So... It's a very strange place when compared to Australia where it's compulsory to vote. We have to vote. We've only got 26 million people, but you have to vote. That's just how it operates. That's how it works. If you're of age, you get fined otherwise. So it's very hard for a country, 360 million people, and only two-thirds vote. That's, that's still a lot of votes out there. Okay. What else? Um, COVID. Control within Australia and New Zealand. I can only speak for that because I live in the, that region. It's getting better all the time. You know, and as we're islands, you'd be sure that we should be safer than the rest of the world. You can't just hop it across, you know, like it's, it's, you know, for an Australian to travel basically, other than New Zealand, it's a minimum flight of nine hours out of Sydney. Nine hours will get you to Bangkok, Singapore, um, Kuala Lumpur. The Philippines. It's nine hours. They're the closest airports within nine hours, other than, as I say, other than New Zealand. So the future's getting a bit better. Maybe you don't have to stock up on toilet paper. I don't know. But um, you know what? If anything's taught us about the toilet paper fiasco, buy yourself a bidet or a bidet. Get a hose hooked up next to your toilet. I mean, in the Philippines, they've got a bowl of water next to the toilet. Wash your ass. 
You know, me personally, I can't go past the wipes. I'm a big fan of wipes. Paper does what it's got to do. Wipes take away the excess. No one wants to be rubbing shit into their skin. I'm going to say this over and again. I've probably said it previously on podcasts. Wiping hard with toilet paper is literally trying to rub shit into your skin. Just wipe away what you got to do. Give it a clean up with a, a wet wipe. Bang. Done. Not using rolls and rolls of toilet paper. Everyone's got a clean butt. It's not hard. They're the positives. Let's take a break. I'm going to come back and I'm going to take the piss. want to say that i don't even i don't believe it but yes welcome back that's a little track if you know you know let's um not overemphasize what it is i still just love it it's called dr dan always love that and if you know you know if you don't just research dr dan put dr dan into um youtube you'll soon find out anyway just on that whole thing about youtube if you want to realise how good we've got it. Go to YouTube and put in deaf people hearing from the first time. That'll give you a bit of a reality check. Blows me, blows me away all the time. Not that I need sadness in my life because it's actually happiness, but it'll give you a bit of a lift. Anyway, I, what I was saying before was not that I was taking a piss, but I'm going to take the piss. Now for the shit that annoys me. Now if you agree or don't agree, send an email. Send me a message on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, it's Gorilla Radio on all reputable sites. So let's start with social media. Right. Now this is a double-edged sword, right? Because social media, everybody uses to grow either a business or a podcast or their nude bodies or 
you know, anything they've got to sell. Social media is now a facility that takes the power back from advertising on television, radio, and the different advertising realms that, I mean, if you want to get to a bigger base, that's what you've got to do, but you can go viral or create something that goes viral and you'll get more hits than you ever would with those mediums. So, you know, in this day and age, everyone belongs to some form of social social media. And, of course, Instagram's the fastest growing. And I forget the numbers on how many people and how many photos get uploaded. And I'll do some research in that because I've got plenty to talk about with social media down the track. In future episodes, we're talking about sex sells or actually makes money. Um, and it's owned by Facebook. And they're quick to give you a reminder now because it says Instagram by Facebook. They love telling you that. Whereas Instagram sort of got – is the growth and that's where the youth is and that's where the – not just the youth but the fast moving. Facebook sort of got parked on the side and it's like for the oldies. And a lot of people don't use it. They use Messenger but they don't spend as much time on Facebook. They're not taking pictures of food like they used to and go, had a steak. I was at the club. It was a great steak. Here's a photo of the steak. Sorry about the chips. I ate some of the chips. That's not You're not seeing that much on Facebook. You'll see it on Instagram and you'll see the restaurant get tagged in there because they're hoping to grow their profile and they want to help the restaurant, they tell you. That's what it is, right? Um, or um, Facebook gets used for buying and selling items, you know, unwanted items. A bit like um, what was called the trading post in the old days. Now it's buy and sell. Um, and there's those sites that refer to a certain area where you grow up or your local region where they you know, spread gossip or there was a police car down the street the other night. I'm not sure what happened. I heard there was a stabbing. You know, look, if you go into that, that's cool. But with all that being said... What is evident now is that Instagram is a jump-off point for OnlyFans. Now, if you don't know what OnlyFans is or are, no, is, if you're not sure what OnlyFans is, uh, then you need to take your head out of your ass and have a look around because it's it's big. It's worldwide big. And they're missed of 20 percenters. It's like having your own personal manager. And literally you can post anything in your OnlyFans account. So basically what happens is you have an Instagram account and there's a lot of women in there that dress semi-naked. They can't be naked. You can't show a nipple. You can't show vagina. You can't show bum holes. They, they do a really good job of covering up, barely. Um, there's actually – there is a woman on there who – um, post topless and that's because she's had a double mastectomy because she's a stage four cancer patient and she can show a chest because she hasn't got any boobs which or nipples for that matter and they don't pull her up on it she even she has an OnlyFans account an OnlyFans account is basically a paid wall content that you can post whatever you want there's no ratings you can tease and not show anything or you can show the whole hog. I'm not opposed to nudity or sexuality in any way, shape or form. I don't have an issue with it. As it's up to the individual what you want to see, you don't have to put anything out there. It's up to you. 
and it's not out there for the public that everyone's parading around because it's behind a paywall. You either choose to see it or you choose not to. You don't – but it's taking control back of you don't need an advertising agency or you don't need an agency to um, grow your um, – to grow your business, to grow your brand, I guess is what it is. Now you take control of it. I mean, the the coffee girls. I always talk about the coffee girls. You got four sisters that are all got great Aussie bodies and great surfers, and and the two eldest ones now have bypassed OnlyFans and have created their own sites um, where you you know, subscribe to theirs and, I mean, I don't even know what the rates are. But the rates can vary from $5 or $3 a month through to $25 a month. I've even noticed that in OnlyFans, because of the circumstances of COVID, prostitution's moved to an online account to say, if you want to see us nude or you want to see the whole list of holes, you can see them, but you've got to pay. And they're trying to ask for a monthly subscription whereas obviously they can't practice prostitution so that's what they've got to do. My gripe is not everyone that goes on the social media wants to be teased into, oh, come and see, come and see mine. Come come to my OnlyFans account. It's only $3 a month. Come to this. It's a subscription method. The mentality is get them signed up, just like a gym membership. Once you're signed up, you're signed up. You might not go every week. doesn't matter. You're still going to pay. That's how it works. These subscriptions are exactly the same. In my brain, I'm not angry with the girls making money. It's up to them. People want to pay them. Good luck to them. That's their issue. But there's enough nudity dudes out there. Do you really need to see the girl next door? You know, even gamers. There's gamers now that get into on gaming and they say, hey, you going, hey, come and check out my OnlyFans. It's just like, fuck me. Everything's going to come back to that. So it's pissing me off. I'm, I'm not angry with the girls that are making the money. I'm just the, the tipping off point is we're going to use this to get nudity out there. And nudity is going to become a more common thing. I mean – Cozzy's up the bums and it's become the norm now and, and we've got different councils in Australia trying to rule on and say, well, that's not appropriate and you can't wear it. You're not going to stop it. We're an island. We're covered, surrounded by beaches. You know, I mean, they, they force nudity into certain beaches. Um, and nude beaches aren't a bad thing. But at least with this, someone's making money out of it, I guess. I guess it's – I'm not angry with the thought of making money. I think I'm just frustrated with the fucking every – Every single profile that I see comes up with underneath, check out my OnlyFans, link in bio, check out my OnlyFans. It's like, fuck, really? Some of these women are in, in their 40s and 50s and they're not, they're probably not what you want to expect to see naked regularly. Don't get me wrong, bodies are beautiful, love curves, love everything about women. There's good and bad and everything. I don't, I don't have a, an issue with what I consider the perfect body. I think the, the women, I mean, they can have a great body and be and have an ugly personality is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I don't have an issue with bodies. What I'm saying is sometimes when you drop the kids off at school, coming home to finger yourself or 
an OnlyFans account is probably what you wouldn't see appropriate and make sure you've got enough time to go and pick the kids up. I don't know, maybe pays for your holidays, maybe that's the thing, I'm not sure. Now, on the flip side of that, not to do with this, anything to do with this, but at the moment there's two, another thing that's really pissing me off is there's two high-profile cases with three men involved, two on one and one on the other, uh, that are rugby league players that are being charged with rape. Um, here's the short version. One guy was married, had a threesome with another footballer and a girl. She was partly interested but maybe she didn't give full consent. Now I'm reading between the lines. The jury from that has actually been dismissed. They couldn't come to a, um, a full conclusion. I think they've got actually gone into ch- to talk but they're going to be dismissed. And the retrial with the DPP, which is the, the public... Department of Public Prosecutions decides to retrial it and be retrialed. I don't say that he's guilty or not guilty. In the other case, a rugby league player got dropped off at a person's place by a taxi, went inside, told the taxi to hang outside, went inside to have sex with her. Apparently, may have bitten her in a way that damaged her vagina. It, it's very sketchy in the reports that we get what the actual issue is. But again, he used his power of influence to get what he wanted and then he jumped in the cab and fucked off. Uh, consequently, he paid roughly $550 to drive from a major city on the on north of Sydney back to Sydney uh, to a cab. Now, what I'm really pissed off about is that there's, there's practices in place and there's education that's been placed that's put in to these rugby league players from a young age about being respectful to women and not using your fame to to an advantage, a disadvantage, someone else. Regardless of the outcome, both of these women, and, I, and as I say, I don't say the guys are guilty, I don't say they're not guilty, I don't say the girls are innocent in this whole equation. Um, what I will say is that at somewhere down the stage, that both of these women have felt uncomfortable, have felt that it wasn't appropriate and it's been taken out of their control. In one situation there was two men um, penetrated her vagina, anal passage and and orally um, and she felt that she'd lost control. I can say, honestly, as an Australian male, this is not what we are teaching our youth this is not what our expectations are. I have a son who's in his 20s. He is well-versed in an understanding of women and a respect, an equal respect for women because he has a sister very similar age to himself and he understands how you should treat women. Again, I'm not coming back to guilty or not guilty because it's, it's not me to judge someone else without knowing the full facts of the situation. But all of these men put themselves in a very stupid situation for this to allow this to happen and quite possibly have destroyed a young woman's life. Women, two in particular. Now, with the retrial, this woman's got to go through and do this whole thing again if they retrial it. They haven't released her name and I believe they haven't released the other name either. But people, they both come from 
smaller cities rather than Sydney. They're not from the larger place like Sydney, from a smaller city north and south of Sydney. People are going to know who they are and they've got to live with this for the rest of their lives. My point is why I'm frustrated is that we've come so far in this world. It's 2020. Fuck's sake, man. Have enough balls to say to somebody, buddy, come on, that's out of line or no, 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 come on, let this go. Just you, you, you can't – there's always going to be someone craving for someone else, right, and someone's going to use that to the disadvantage and maybe some people – I mean there's, there's such things as, as groupies for sports people. I get that. But common sense has to prevail. One particular player is married and his partner well, – sorry, no, he's not married, his partner. He's got a girlfriend he lives with. is pregnant at the time this all took place. I mean, fuck, turn the lights on, boys. Do we, you know, there's no, there's got to be a sensibility. I mean, he's 28 years of age now. He was 27, I think, or 26 when this happened. You're a fucking adult. You're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money to play a sport that a lot of wages, you know, a lot of people in normal jobs don't earn. And yet you thought that somehow this was going to be good. Now you're on the back end of it. You've made a bad decision. Unfortunately, you've got to suffer the consequences. So I'm putting it out there for men that if you hear this, just use your fucking brains. Nobody wants to be made an example of. Nobody wants to be uh, put into a situation they don't want to be involved in. And, um, you know, understand there are circumstances and actions that take place because of decisions that you make and that they're not always the right thing. I grew up in my 20s of, fuck it, I'll do what I want and I'll sort it out later. And I was very fortunate that I didn't fall into certain traps. I mean, you know, driving a car while I was in full of grog or, you know, doing something illegal in that way. I was smart enough that I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to get involved. And I didn't put myself in that situation. I could have easily done it. This is the next step. This is, you know, you're fucking up not only your life but to potentially someone else's life. So I can honestly say from my heart it really frustrates me that sometimes we just don't get the fucking message through. This is not the first time. This is not the first sport that's been, you know, it's, there's been scandals all over the America, all over the UK. In the UK it was a, a common thing to spend the night with a footballer and then tell the press the next day and hopefully get paid by the press. Like it's, it's very common. But these guys are educated. There's systems in place by the National Rugby League that, that teaches these people. Why the fuck do you bother? Okay. All right. Let's shift the gear a little bit. Do we want to hear what else is going on? Do we want to hear this? No, we don't. Okay. Here's something that's pissing me off. It's a bit left field. I saw, while I was sitting in the doctor's surgery to wait and see my GP, there was a story on the news. Now, they generally don't watch a lot of news. Um, I pick and choose what I want to see via the internet. But this was the news that was on TV. And there was a spritz machine, we'll call it. And basically what it was is just like a big arch over goes the trolley bays. And all the trolleys in shopping centres get pushed through this bay and there's a spritz that comes through and sprays all the trolleys, and it kills the coronavirus. When the trolleys come out the other end, you pick up your trolley and away you go. No coronavirus. And I was 
I was blown away by this. I thought, fucking hell, they've, they've solved it. So when it was my turn to go and see my GP, he's sitting in there, he's got a mask on. He's a medical professional, he's got a mask on. He's had one on for the last six months. I said to him, you still got a mask on yet? I said, can you explain to me why there's a machine that you can push a trolley through and it kills the virus and it can't be trans... You, you can't pick it up, can't be... I was going to say transported. Transmitted to other people. Yet there's not a solution to the virus. And he looked at me and he said, is that right? I said, yeah, yeah. He looked it up at his computer. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's like an alcohol thing. And I'm thinking, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And trying to go through it and it kills the virus. He said, yeah, wow, that's amazing. I said, why haven't we got a solution to killing the virus for people? He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know. That's just part of the medical world. Now, am I crazy or is that fucking mental? Like in my head, how I process that information, I look at it and go, push a trolley through, coronavirus on the handle, push a trolley through, coronavirus dead, someone else uses it, no transmit." No transmit, transmitting the virus. Yet, if you don't wear a mask, you transmit the virus if you've got it. What the fuck? Sorry, people. I'm literally – and, and to put it to your GP, and your GP looks at you like a Rottweiler turns his head side on. <laughs> had no fucking idea. No idea. And I wasn't – chastising him and saying, well, you know, so there's certificates on the wall. You're a fucking doctor. Explain it to me. No, couldn't explain it to me. He said, I'm going to look into that. I said, you do that. <sighs> Seriously, really? I don't say it's a scam. It's killed a lot of people, so we definitely know that's a problem. We know that it kills elderly, so we know it's a respiratory virus that has an effect on people 80-plus that their respiratory systems don't work as well as others. And that's okay. Maybe it brings on a, a form of influenza. Maybe it's not coronavirus that's killing these people. Maybe it's just something that brings on other things. You know, they say with AIDS, for instance, it's not AIDS. AIDS doesn't kill you anymore. It's the side effects of what comes with AIDS. Maybe the real truth of the numbers that have died with COVID 80 plus, it's not so much COVID that might be related to some other things. I'm not entirely sure. But why I say that is it really pisses me off that they can claim that there's a cure for getting the virus off trolleys and you're safe. But unless you wear a mask, you're susceptible to getting it. Put that on my shit list. That is definitely on my shit list 100%. I... um. Yeah, I'm not sure how you can explain it. I'm not sure what you're supposed to say about it. But the fact is... Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, that's all right. That's exactly what I'm right. All right, my final point, And then I'm going to get into my Christmas song explanation. I've got other things I want to talk about, but I can bring them up towards the end of uh, other podcasts. My final one is advertising in the way the world is going. Now, again, I said I don't spend a lot of time watching TV. Um, and I do see press advertising here and there. Not a great deal. But um, I, yeah, I find that 
yeah, well, I'll give you this example. Pure blonde organic lager. I don't know why we want to put those words together. We know pure blonde came out and said, yeah, it's low sugar and that's okay. And, and it's we're cutting down on the sugars. Okay, that's a fair enough thing. You know, particularly in the diabetic world, sugars isn't a good thing. If you can come up with an option, they, they pure blonde apple cider. Oh, okay, yeah, we did that. Now they're going organic lager. What the fuck is that? Seriously? I mean, really? Please fuck off now. I'm sick. Organic doesn't make something more marketable. You're aiming at a group of people that might not drink it, but you put the word organic in, it's like, oh, yeah, man, that's great. That's organic. Yeah, no, that's cool. We can drink that. Hey, fuck off. What? 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 I mean, beer is beer. The process has been the same for hundreds of years. You know, some people like beer because it's beer. They don't like it because it's organic. The process itself is still pretty organic. I mean, I know in the development of German beers, particularly, they cut out a lot of additives and preservatives that other beer companies use. And it's there's a cleaner thing. If you ever wonder why you don't feel crook after as much after drinking German beer, yeah, it's to do with what they they don't add to it. It doesn't make you crook. So is this product something that's been designed for vegans, greenies, right proper cunts? Well, that's what you've got to say. It's not – beer is not a miracle cure. It's a beverage that people have to, to drink and enjoy. Yes, it's alcoholic. Yes, in large amounts can be detrimental to your health. But that's like anything. You, you, know, you, you know full well that you can't drink beer every day and function at work. It's, just, it's not legal and it's not possible. And you know that everything in moderation is good. You know, you don't abuse it. That's just how the word works. You know, I've been a binge drinker in the past, in my 20s, where I was the, I didn't go home from the party. I was the last one hanging around and I've got stories and stories and stories that will testify. I don't even drink now. I barely drink. I do like a beer on a hot day when it's stinking hot. If you mow the lawn and you snap down that beer and you're like, oh, fuck, that's nice. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not buying one that says it's organic because it's going to make me feel better. The people that have made this are just being fucking cocks, right? They've just aimed up and went, yeah, well, we're estimating now that 15% of people prefer organic and, you know, they live the vegan lifestyle. You know what? Don't fucking drink. If you don't want something that hasn't got – drink water. Water's organic. That's just fucking organic. Although you might have – no, no. They'll complain that there's something added to it. Oh, there's fluoride added to it. Okay, you know what? Collect your piss and boil it up and drink your piss. That's organic as you're going to fucking get. But don't try and and trick these all stupid fucking brewery companies for claiming pure blonde organic. Fuck off. Now that fucking annoys me. They can, I give zero fucks 100% about that because I think it's just nothing more than a fucking joke. Seriously? Who who cares? If you want a beer or you want a wine or you want to, you know, if you drink a carton of beer, whether it's organic or not, there's going to be side effects. You know, if you're a diabetic and you know you can't have sugar, don't look for something that says organic. Look for something that says water. Fuck me. It's not hard. 
you know, it just – and it frustrates me they're trying to bring it into the mainstream of lifestyle and people think, yeah, oh, that's cool, yeah, I can have that because it's pure blonde and it's organic and it's going to make me a better person and I'm sure that that's what the hip kids are drinking now. No, the hip kids think you're a fuckwit for thinking that. So wake up to yourself. And actually I don't even think – is the green movement, is, is that a thing anymore? Is it? I know there's a lot of vegans out there that's – and it scares me the amount of women that pop up on Instagram <laughs> that claim to be vegans. It's like, fuck, really? Is that who you want to get in? Like, I'm going to tell you now. I like a woman that can murder a steak. I don't know that she doesn't need to. She doesn't have to be a steak eater. But if she says to me, oh, fuck, I'd love to murder a steak, I'm like, yeah, high-fiving. I'm, you I just bought yourself right in. That's a double tick for you. You're going places. So that's my final whinge. All right. Let's take a quick break and let's get into a Christmas song that um, I'll explain. It's, uh, it's pretty straightforward, really. But, um, yeah, why don't we have an advertising break from uh, someone that's not organic and hopefully is not bringing a product. I'm bringing the world's fastest soft drink to my lips. Mellow yellow makes you feel so good, so fast. From your head down to your toes. Mellow yellow makes you feel so good, so fast. You just can't drink it slow. Look out, mouth. Watch out first. This mellow yellow's as good as the first. Mellow yellow makes you feel so good, so fast. Not organic. Can I just say that? Neither razzmatazz or mellow yellow are not organic. So fuck them. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, do the research. Because there's going to be people out there of my vintage, let's say, that go, fuck, I haven't heard that in years. And there's going to be people from around the world go, what the fuck was that? Check it out. Razzmatazz. <laughs> See if you can Google it. You'll just go Google video. You'll soon get a picture of what advertising was like in the 70s in Australia. Actually, it might be the 80s. Mellow Yellow was the 80s. Mellow Yellow in Australia particularly is better known as Lyft. Yeah. Same product, different name. I presume it's Lyft around the world. I don't know that it was ever Mellow Yellow around the world. But it was in Australia. Okay. Christmas time. Christmas songs. Let's get into this. Right now, have I got something that's going to promote it? We need a sting, don't we? What have we got? Um, nothing there. I need a Christmas sting. I'm going to have to work on one.
Christmas, is it? All right, I'll have to work on that one. Okay. So for each week leading into the end of the year, particularly Christmas, I'm going to talk about a Christmas song. That's not Mariah Carey's song. And I'm going to give it a bit of background, I guess, and a bit of understanding. It's a very popular one. This one, the first one I'm going to start with, is very popular. And the idea is, I'm just going to give a short version about it and, and then how I see it and I guess why it's popular. And the favorite, this is a favourite of mine because the man singing this is such a sexy motherfucker. Uh, and had the ladies at the time eating out of his hand. Now, I don't, I didn't wish to be him. But I thought, this guy has got it on. And it was in the 80s. I'm considerably, well, I don't say considerably. Oh, yeah, I'm younger than this too. But I thought, this guy knows what he's doing. He had the, had the women eating out of his hand. Like any woman he wanted, could have anyone he wanted. Except one thing. He was into dudes and uh, he liked the dick. That's the truth. And, of course, I'm referring to George Michael the Wham. And, yes, last Christmas. Now, there's some holes in this story that I'm going to cover off on, but here it is. Most of the people know this song. And yeah, I love it. I do love it. I think it's a good track. Here's where I've got an issue with it. George is pouring his heart out that he gave his heart away to this girl. And the next day she gave it away. Not only that, this year she turns up with his best mate as his side piece and flaunt in front of George. Is there any reason that George went, fuck women, I'm moving on to men? Seriously. 
Listen to this guy. Look what he looks like. Listen how his voice is. He sings. His best mate turns up with his side piece. It's like, no, no, she fucked me off on Boxing Day. And here she is now with you. George has got the right to be pissed. Can anyone imagine turning up to a Christmas do and your best mate has got your ex-girlfriend on his side and, and they're flirting, whole flirting in front of you, everything. And George is looking there sipping his wine thinking, I want to cut you, you bitch. I just want to, I want to smash this glass and cut you and cut him and I'm just going to give you the benefit of the doubt because it's Christmas. It's a bit aggressive, isn't it? George was too much of a nice guy. I think I would be rightly pissed. So, in wrapping up, I think that it's a great song. It's a great Christmassy song. You're going to hear it all the time again, probably not as much as Mariah, but you're going to hear it. But I just want you to – I'm going to put the film clip in the, in the show notes. I'll put the link to it. And you watch it and tell me that you think it's cool that Andrew Ridgely brings his ex-girlfriend. Oh, because if my ex-girlfriend, well, it depends. Some of them will be like, oh, fuck, half your luck, mate. Hope you worked that out. Maybe a couple of us I'll be like, why would you bring her and Flora in front of me? Because you know she broke my heart. You know she trod all over me. And uh, and now you, 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 I, I'd, actually, I'd kill my mate. I would. I would just... I would, I would kick his balls off. That's what I would do. No, I'm not into violence. But I'm just saying, George, not being the nice guy, just went along with it. So rest in peace, George Michael. You're, I'm a big fan. I thought you were the the ladies loved you machine. I thought you could have any one woman that you wanted and just you weren't into chicks. You are into dudes. Never, never saw that. Never saw that coming. So that's the show. That's the podcast. Any ideas for Christmas songs that you want to me to uh, get across? Please send me an email. Twitter, you can get me on Gorilla Radio Podcast. Instagram, Gorilla Radio Podcast. Want to contact me in email direct? Do people do that anymore? I don't even know. KMAC, K-M-A-C, at gorillaradio.com.au is my email address. Um, if you're not liking what's in the show, hey, send it to me. Hit me with it. Whatever you want. Um, yeah. What will we round out today with? 
Um, what about this little ditty? Just to have a little think about Christmas time. Um, coming upon us. Just to sort of put things in perspective, I guess. And kids and, as I say, my kids are adults. They just ask for cash at, you know, any time of the year. doesn't have to be Christmas. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this wraps it up pretty well. I want a golden goose. Gooses. Geeses. I want my geese to lay gold eggs for Easter. It will, sweetheart. At least a hundred a day. Anything you say. And by the way, what? I want a feast. You ate before you came to the factory. I want a bean feast. Oh, one of those. Cream buns and donuts and fruitcake with no nuts. So good you could go nuts. You're going to have all those things when you get home. No, now. I want a ball. I want a party. Pink macaroons and a million balloons and performing baboons and give it to me <laughs> now. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want to lock it all up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate. Give it to me now. I want today. I want tomorrow. I want to wear them like braids in my hair and I don't want to share them. A party with roomfuls of laughter, 10,000 tons of ice cream. And if I don't get the things I am after, I'm going to scream. I want the works, I want the whole works. Presents and prizes and sweets and surprises of all shapes and sizes and now Don't care how I want it now Don't care how I want it now Oompa, loompa, doompa dee doo I've got another puzzle for you. Oompa, loompa, doompa dee dee. If you are wise, you'll listen to me. Who do you play when your kid is up? Rat pampered and spoiled like a Siamese. Cat blaming the kids is a lie and a shame. You know exactly who's to blame. The mother and the father. If you're not spoiled, then you will go far. You will live in happiness too. Like the oompa loompa loompa dee doo. And that. is the end of the show. I thought I'd finish up for this because I love a good bass riff. I can't get enough bass. I just love a good bass riff. Just reminds me of the bass player that I never was and wanted to be. Okay. 
What have we covered off? We covered off that 2020 is not all bad. There's some really good things that have happened and good things are happening in the future. We're also going to get into another four podcasts following up in the next four weeks. I'm going to fire out the cannon. It's going to be romance is the next one. There's going to be sex. There's going to be Christmas. There's going to be planning for next year. There's going to be all sorts of things. And I'm trying to tee up some interviews of people that we in early discussions that we never got across the line. I'm going to get Annie back, our resident psychologist, who uh, is always great value. We might get Jess back on prior to the reality TV shit that's going to happen next year. And Jess's opinion, because I love hearing from Jess. I've got a secret couple of ladies that I'm trying to get in. We're going to talk them soon anyway. So with that, I thank you for your time. Again, I thank you so much for listening around the world. Um, it's such a great medium that we can access people from all around the world from a little known place called Australia in the middle of the Pacific just fighting me trying to be in a COVID free zone so please be kind to each other and remember treat people how you want to be treated and I'm going to see you next week seven days probably six by the time this gets out enjoy your week thanks for listening chat soon Presented, created, and produced by me, KMAC. You can find me on all social media platforms as Gorilla Radio or at gorillaradio.com.au. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. Are you ready? Let me tell you something about house music. It's not just a groove. House is a feeling. And when you feel it, you will understand.